14 Tammuz, Yud Dalid Tammuz, Tzadik, his praise, 442. Reb Shmuel Isaac, who was one of the Rebbe's most prominent followers, was told by the Rebbe that during Hitbodidut he should speak in turn to each of the limbs and organs of his body, explaining to them that all bodily desires are futile, because in the end man is destined to die. The body is then taken to the grave, and all the limbs and organs rot, etc. He, Reb Shmuel Isaac, was still young when the Rebbe told him to follow this practice. He did so for a time, but then he came to the Rebbe and complained that his body did not listen, and it remained insensitive to all his arguments. The Rebbe said, Don't be discouraged. Carry on, and don't relax your efforts. Later on you will see results. The man heeded the Rebbe's advice and followed it faithfully. Eventually, he reached a level where any limb or organ he spoke to individually was so responsive to his words that the very life would ebb out of it, leaving it completely devoid of strength or sensation. This was actually visible in the case of his eternal limbs, such as his fingers and toes, etc. Regarding the vital internal organs, such as his heart, etc., he actually had to hold back when speaking to them for fear that the life would quite literally leave them, God forbid. Once, he was talking to a group of people who were close to him about the fact that this world is nothing, what is the purpose of man's bodily functions, etc., etc. While he was speaking, he fainted, and all his energy drained away until it seemed that he would actually die. It was only with great effort that he was resuscitated and became conscious again. He then said that the Rebbe's holy influence had enabled him to reach a level where every time he brought himself to full awareness of the terrible punishments awaiting the wicked and the destined end of everything worldly, all his limbs, down to his little toe, would literally feel as if they were already laid out in the grave and rotting. The feeling was so intense that he needed great determination to hold on to his life, for otherwise his soul would have literally gone out of him, God forbid. 4.43. I heard that the Rebbe also said to a number of other people, Because your body is so gross and strong and forceful, you must weary it with words of holiness about the ultimate goal of life. It goes without saying that one should also give himself words of encouragement in order to inspire and motivate himself so as not to give up completely, God forbid. This idea appears in the songs and verses by the Rebbe, printed in the beginning of Likutei Moharan, and in Shir Yididut, the verse beginning, Chazik, be strong, and in many places in his writings. It is also the idea underlying the prayers we say each morning, what are we, what is our life, except for the soul, etc., but we are your people, etc., happy are we. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 194 The Rebbe said, After all the suffering, God is still good to us. Our troubles are by no means minor, and we should not minimize them, but compare them to a single experience of God's nearness. All suffering is then like nothing. Suffering brings us closer to God. When we lose our health, who is taking it if not God? Therefore, we are nearer to Him. When we lose a child, who takes Him if not God? If anything, these things bring us even closer to God. One is closest to God in the world to come. See His Wisdom number 96. 195. We entered the Rebbe's room as usual on the Shabbat of Noach, 
5570-1809. The Rebbe said, What I do with you is a very small thing for me. It is really your task. All that he did with us was to draw us close to God, and this was a very small thing for him. It was really our task to bring people close to God. The Rebbe himself had a far loftier mission. I stood there dumbfounded. What could be greater than bringing people close to God? The Rebbe then said, There are naked souls that cannot enter a body at all. These souls are more pitiful than anyone alive. When a soul is born into this world, it comes with a body. It can give birth to children and observe God's commandments. But these naked souls have no way of elevating themselves and are most pitiful. They cannot accomplish anything on high and also cannot clothe themselves in a body. There are also incarnations that have not yet been revealed. That is, there are many incarnations mentioned in the sacred works of earlier masters. However, other incarnations have never been revealed at all in this world. One's incarnation can also cause him to desire to travel constantly. He makes plans to travel, but they do not materialize, and ultimately he remains at home. See his wisdom, number 85 and number 280. The Aleph Bet Book A Righteous Person, A. 121. The tzaddik has the power to take from one person and give to another. 122. The tzaddik's blessing is a pigeon. 123. Each tzaddik has a particular devotion that another tzaddik, even one greater than him, is unable to match. 124. The reason tzaddikim travel from place to place collecting money is that the words of Torah are poor or concise in one place and rich, extensive in another. 125. Torah scholars live long when they show each other respect. 126. The prayers of a tzaddik who is the son of a wicked person cannot compare to the prayers of a tzaddik who is the son of a tzaddik. 127. Testing the tzaddik is like testing God. 128. All the demands for money that the Gentiles make of the Jews are only on account of the disrespect that the Jews have shown the tzaddik. Kitzur Lukutei Moharan 1, Lesson number 277. 5. Shabbat desecration, i.e. the performance of forbidden work on Shabbat, is like the death of one's first wife, may God save us. Shabbat eating is a rectification for this. 6. All the mitzvot that a person performs during the six weekdays are capable of going before God only on Shabbat. On that day, these mitzvot ascend and walk before God, and God takes great delight in them, even if they were performed by the lowliest Jew and without the concentration and perfection befitting a mitzvah. These mitzvot blaze a well-trodden and wide path by which to draw close to God. All this is accomplished through Shabbat eating, which is the primary way to honor Shabbat. 7. Woe is me that I dwelled in Meshach. Psalms 125. It was King David's way to think during his prayers that he was pained by the fact that he harbored fallen fears. These fears are represented by the word Meshach since they derive from the 320 strict judgments. Mi-shach also means from the 320. Moreover, the word Garti, I dwelled, can also mean I was afraid. Thus, the verse Woe is me that I dwelled in Meshach can also mean Woe is me that I was afraid of the 320 judgments. Lesson number 278 1. 
On a good kosher slaughtering knife, it is possible to see how all the sacred vessels of the holy temple look. 2. There exists a tzaddik who is at such a high level that he need not be jealous of any other tzaddik, either in this world or in the world to come. Rather, he need only be jealous of God himself, as expressed by the verse, by his being jealous for my jealousy. Numbers 25.11 Lesson number 279 And my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. Psalms 66.14 1. There are people whose Torah teachings are extremely wide down below, insofar as they greatly expand and enlarge upon the matter they are discussing, while up above their teaching is really quite short, since up in the realm of holiness nothing but a tiny spark remains of it. Conversely, the true tzaddikim teach Torah lessons which down below appear to be short, but up above these teachings are extremely wide and great. Fortunate are they. 2. Even if a person is totally unable to speak before God, and it seems to him that he cannot even open his mouth in prayer or his bodhidut, owing to his gross physicality and to the heavy burden of spiritual and physical troubles that weigh upon him, nevertheless he must determinedly summon all his strength at that time in particular to force himself to cry out to God from the straits and the stresses in which he finds himself. For the main spiritual awakening is when a person arouses himself from the straits and stresses, and through this he will subsequently attain, in most cases, a great broadening of his consciousness to the point that he is able to pray and to express himself before God as is proper. He can also attain something like the spirit of prophecy as a result, precisely because he aroused himself toward God from the midst of such difficult straits and bitterness. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Seven Beggars, The Fourth Day Once, the leading sages of that land sat down, and each one boasted about his music. One boasted about his skill on one instrument, while another boasted about his skill on another instrument. One boasted how well he played one instrument, and another boasted that he could play several instruments. Still, another one boasted that he was able to play all musical instruments. Another one then boasted that he could mimic a certain musical instrument with his voice. Still another boasted that he could mimic a different instrument. Yet another boasted that he knew how to mimic many instruments. Another boasted that he could mimic the beating of a drum so well that it sounded exactly like a drum. Another boasted that with his voice he could mimic the sound of artillery. I was also there. I spoke up and said to them, my voice is better than your voices. This is proof. If you are so skilled in music, let us see if you can help the two lands. There are two lands which are a thousand miles apart. At night, people in these two lands cannot sleep. As soon as night falls, everyone, men, women, and children, begin to wail. If a stone were placed there, it would melt out of pity for this wailing. They hear a great sound of sobbing, and because of this, all the men, women, and children wail. This is true in both lands. The same sound of sobbing is heard in both lands, even though these two lands are a thousand miles apart. Reb Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 182 With Thanks to God, Friday, Torah Reading Mitzorah, 5595, Breslov Warm greetings to those who love God's Torah. They will not stumble. Greetings to my honored friend, whom I love as myself. 
the learned and illustrious Rabdov Ber, may his light shine, and to his precious, honored sons and all their offspring, may they live, and to my honored friend, whom I love as myself, the learned and illustrious Rabtzvi Hirsch, may his light shine, and to his precious, honored sons and all their offspring, may they live. May they all enjoy blessing, life, peace, and all good forever. Amen. May it be his will. I have already sent you two letters about our great troubles, and I am extremely surprised that, as if ignoring me, you have not given me the slightest response. You should know, my brothers and friends, that the controversy has not yet abated in the least. They gnash their teeth at us constantly every day, and they contrive and devise evil plans against every one of us, against me especially, to have me banished from here, God forbid, and from all the towns hereabout, God forbid. May God banish them and uproot them. Were it not for God, who has helped us and performed miracles and wonders for us constantly every day, the main instrument has been the judges. For even though our opponents are paying large bribes and we are penniless, God has pity on us and helps us effect more with a little than they can with a lot, especially since they all know that truth and right are with us. But even for this little, we have a great many expenses, as you will understand for yourselves. On the accusations alone, we have already paid out a huge sum. Sometimes there are other expenses, too, because to get off without paying anything is simply impossible. I have been living here in my house now for five weeks, and I cannot go outside. If I do, the youths come out and curse and humili humiliate me with abuse of all sorts. One time they also broke a window in my house on Cholomoid Pesach, and I was forced to send to the local governor, who incarcerated the youth. Afterwards, Moshe Chinkis, the turncoat, who has fallen to complete ruin and destruction, along with the other Mitanagdim, succeeded in getting the youth out and he subsequently returned to abuse me a great deal. Ribnussen's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 440, with thanks to God, Thursday, Noach, 5604, Breslov. Peace, life, and all good to my illustrious and distinguished friend, Rebbe Ephraim. May his light shine. Along with all his family, may they live. Praise God, the days of the festival passed peacefully. Thank God who has helped us thus far. I am writing now to remind you to be sure to work at collecting the money owed to me for the books, in particular from my illustrious friend Reb Tzvi Hirsch, the son of Reb Y.T., may his light shine, from Krakow. As far as I am concerned, his promise is tantamount to having the money in my pocket. I am only talking about giving him a little extra push. I need money right now, since, as I already mentioned to you briefly, I am deeply in debt as a result of this project. At present, I still have no information about the status of our project, and not a single article of our merchandise has reached me yet. But salvation and hope rest with God, and I hope that I will soon be receiving what I should. My mind is not at all clear right now because of this, since I cannot decide how to proceed until the arrival of our articles. You know which ones I mean. We have no one to lean on but our Father in Heaven. At present, I am deeply in debt. My income is meager and my expenses high. May God have mercy. So it is incumbent upon you to do everything possible, both for the good of the project and for the good of my livelihood, since the two of them are intertwined. You are obliged to do your part with all your might and to send me at once the money from the aforementioned Rabtzvi, the money for the rest of my merchandise that I deposited with you, 
and whatever you can collect from my livelihood. You should send it all immediately because it is sorely needed right now. Shemot HaTzadikim Bnei Binyamin, Bela, Ashbel, Achrach, Nocha, Rafa, Adar, Gera, Avihud, Avishua, Naaman, Achoach, Gera, Shefufan, Churam, Echud, Naaman, Achia, Gera, Uza, Achichud, Shacharaim, Yovav, Tzivia, Mesha, Malkam, Yeutz, Sachia, Mirma, Avituv, El Pa'al, Ever, Misham, Shamer, Ria, Shema, Achio, Shashak, Iremot, Zevadia, Arad, Ader, Michael, Yishpa, Yocha, Zevadia, Meshulam, Chizki, Chaver, Yishmerai, Yizlia, Yovav, Yakim, Zichri, Zavdi, Elienai, Tzilitai, Eliel, Adaya, Raya, Shimrat, Yishpan, Ever, Eliel, Avdon, Zichri, Hanan, Hanania, Elam, Antotia, Yifdea, Penuel, Shamsherai, Shecharia, Atalia, Yaaresha, Elia, Zichri, Bnei Yerocham, Avdon, Tsur, Kish, Vaal, Nadav, Gedor, Achio, Zechor, Miklot, Shima, Ner, Kish, Shaul Hamelech, Yehonatan Malkishua, Avinadav, Esh Baal, Meiriv Baal, Micha, Piton, Melech, Tarea, Achaz, Yehoada, Alemet, Azmavet, Zimri, Moza, Bina, Rafa, Elasa, Atzel, Azrikam, Bochru, Yishmael, Sha'arya, Ovadia, Hanan, Eshek, Ulam, Yeush, Eliphelet, Utai ben Amihud ben Amri ben Imri ben Bani, Minhashiloni, Asaya habachor, Banav, Yeuel, Salu ben Meshulam ben Hodavia ben Hasnua, Ivnea ben Yerocham, Ela ben Uzi ben Michri, Meshulam ben Shafatia ben Reuel ben Ivnea. Rab Prayers 2, Prayer number 15, on Lakute Maran 2, 14. Be gracious to me, God, for men have yearned to swallow me. The entire day the warrior oppresses me. Those who look upon me yearn to swallow me the entire day. Many are those who wage war against me, exalted one. On the day that I fear, I trust in you. Master of the world, you know everything that I have undergone and experienced my entire life until this day. Were I to review the merest hint of this, if I were to count them, I would find them more numerous than the sand, and time would not suffice to recall them. You know that added to the combination of my stubbornness and my intense guilt, I am condemned by the magnitude of the constantly increasing opposition against me in the physical and spiritual realms. Hashem, how many are my adversaries? How many rise up against me? They are so many people, righteous, intermediate, and wicked, learned, wealthy, and intelligent, as you know, Master of all. You have revealed to us that dispute can cast the person down from serving you, Hashem, heaven forbid. And now what shall a person like me, a despicable insect, do today when people pursue me mercilessly and threaten to swallow me alive without cause, heaven forbid? 
Many are my persecutors and my enemies. But is it true that from your testimonies I have not turned aside? Master of the world, you know that despite all of my great guilt and offenses, despite the fact that I am a blameworthy, willful sinner who has committed evil deeds, my entire thought and intent is solely for the good. I still knock at the doors of compassion so that the gates of holiness will open for me, and I will come close to you from where I stand. The true tzaddikim have told us that a person should never despair of your compassion, even if a sharp sword is hanging over his neck. You know how vigorously our rabbis, the true tzaddikim, have urged us to encourage ourselves in prayer and supplications at all times, however things may be. Truthfully, I know how much I need to strengthen myself in this. If only, if only, whether immediately or over time, I will exert myself to find some opening so that I may repent of my evil deeds and foul thoughts. My Father in heaven, what can I do and what can I accomplish against those who scorn, mock, accuse, dispute, and persecute me, both in the physical and spiritual realms, above and below? You know that just as I have troubles below, so do I have enemies above. For many battle against me, exalted one. They constantly accuse me and prevent me from coming close and returning to you. I admit before you who are filled with compassion in my shame and humiliation that their accusations are not baseless. I am certainly unfit and unworthy to come close to you due to the magnitude of my many offenses, sins, and transgressions that I have committed against you. But your compassion is vast, Hashem. Your compassion is so vast and I am poor and impoverished, needy and crushed. I have nowhere to flee, no one to run to, no one to escape to but you alone. You have been my tower and a refuge on my day of trouble. Hashem is my might, my stronghold, and my refuge on a day of trouble. Therefore, I come to you, my Father in heaven, who has mercy on the poor, who seeks those who are persecuted, even when a righteous person pursues a wicked person, to act for the sake of your name, to help me and save me always, so I can flee swiftly to you at any time. I will flee to you from every type of persecution, dispute, and accusation, heaven forbid, and from every type of enemy and foe, so that I may come ever closer to you. Help me overcome and subdue my enemies below, and open their eyes so they will see the truth, that all of their disputes and persecution is for naught, for I have no business with them. I truly desire peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Help me and save me, you who are filled with compassion and desire truth. Guard my soul and save me. May I not be ashamed, for I take refuge in you. Rescue me from my enemies, my God. Lift me above those who have risen against me. Save me from the hand of my enemies and pursuers in both the physical and spiritual realms. I have no one to rely on except you, our Father in heaven, and the true tzaddikim, in whose holy, true ways I yearn to walk. Act for your sake and for their sake, not for ours. Encourage us, support us, and help us truly approach you. May no disputant, obstacle, or obstruction, whether in the physical or spiritual realm, have the power to prevent us from serving you. Strengthen our weak hands and support our tottering knees. Act so that I may walk in accordance with your rules and keep your mitzvot, I, my children, all who are dependent on me, and the entire house of Israel, from now and forever. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. May he who makes peace in his heights, in, in his compassion, make peace upon us and upon all Israel, and say, Amen.